All right, so we're up in the spare room at Wellspring Church. Yeah. We're leaning into uh, ABLE Project videos. We're looking mm -hmm. at L mm -hmm. or LEARN. Learn yeah. um, and we're leaning into your role. Yeah. So in a previous video, we talked about story, your story. Yeah. This is your role. Maybe just set, like, do a quick disclaimer. Sure. Yeah. So what we're talking about is your role within God's story, recognizing okay. that you yourself have a particular story. Okay. So this is kind of specific. Yeah. Talking about like how we fit into uh, God's ultimate uh, purposes and yeah. his own story, but how that shapes in our own personal lives. So maybe ground us a little bit in the text. For sure. The story of yeah. So thinking about again, like Genesis one and two, God creates a good world. Yeah. The spirit of God is there as part of creation. Yeah. And within that creative act, the, the seven days of creation, day yeah. six, God creates human beings in his image. Yeah. And what we gather from that, among many other things, is that God desires to work with and partner with his image bearers, yeah. humans. Like they're meant to not just walk around, yeah. but to bear his image in the, world, in the world, be his representatives. Exactly. And I mentioned, they have a job to do. For sure, exactly. And I mentioned just a moment ago how the spirit of God is spoken of and involved in the first couple lines of the book of Genesis yeah. in the act of creation. This is important because... Okay. As the story continues, what we'll see is is that human beings are partnering with God. They have yeah. a role to play yeah. in God's story. Yeah. The Spirit of God is heavily at work yeah. in this process. Okay, and so, the so Spirit is in the process of creation, and from the very beginning, from the very beginning, and the Spirit is involved in the empowerment and the service and yeah. kind of the the leading of God's people to kind of fulfill their role okay. within God's Maybe story. Maybe give us a few examples. Yeah, so in the Old Testament, there is a lot that we can talk about here, but yeah. how the Spirit of God works as far as empowering humans to yeah. fulfill their role in God's story. Four broad kind of categories where we see yeah. God's Spirit at work. Judges, so it's a kind of ruler in yeah. kind of early Israel's and there, history. The, the text would say something like, and the Spirit this of God, judge. Yeah, the Spirit of God came upon this judge to do this, this, and this. And it's often very specific yeah. and for a duration of time. Okay, or, so it's like God gives His Spirit to empower them for a specific role yes. for a specific season in a specific context. Cont context, exactly. And so we would, so judges would be the first yeah. category of that. A similar thing, kind of the same verbiage is often used for the prophets. Okay. Where the Spirit of God comes upon a particular prophet to, in this case, oftentimes to proclaim a particular So to message. articulate something. Exactly. Okay. Right? To speak on behalf of To God. a particular people in a particular place. For sure, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the third one is like craftsmen. And this okay. is interesting because, so like yeah. the characters who are in charge of building the tabernacle yeah. in the early... Which is a really big deal. Really big deal, exactly. They're in the book of Exodus described as the Spirit of God coming upon them mm. to do architectural work. Interesting. So this is kind of more what we might say in our vernacular, like everyday sort of work. It's not like yeah. quote unquote ministry work, sure. but it is ministry. That's yeah. a, you know, a wrong bifurcation yeah, yeah. there. But the Spirit of God comes upon these craftsmen to construct and build and to, to do architecture. Yeah. Uh, the fourth category would be something along the lines of like civil rulers, so like kings mm. in particular. So the Spirit of God comes upon like Solomon or David. Or Saul. In, in Saul, exactly. But and again, a lot of these instances, outside of perhaps David, yeah. it seems like it is kind of temporary, temporary. for a specific context, yeah. for a specific purpose, yeah. as these characters fulfill their role okay. within God's story. But you can have all those kind of four big, broad categories okay. there. What you also see developed throughout the narrative of the Old Testament is this growing and building anticipation that one day the Spirit of God would be given mm. to all of God's people, okay. not for just a limited amount of time for a yeah. limited purpose, but for their entire lives as they submit and follow God's leading within okay. God's, God's story. So they're anticipating this future time. Future time. Numbers chapter 11, okay. Moses speaks of kind of like he's wanting or desiring. Wouldn't all God's people <laughs> prophesy? It'd be so much better. It would be so much better, right? And he's yeah. referring to that God's spirit would be given in such a way so that they would prophesy, yeah. they would speak 
on behalf of God. Yeah. More, perhaps more famously, if you will, Joel chapter 2. Joel okay. foresees a day when the Spirit of the Lord would be given upon all the generations yeah. of God's people, and they would prophesy and, and dream dreams, and they would speak on behalf of God. And there's this growing and building anticipation for God's Spirit to be given okay. to all of God's people. Which becomes important. Becomes important as we come to the New Testament. Yeah. Jesus, he becomes this central figure who is anointed with God's Spirit. Okay. He's kind of like this forerunner of this one who has yeah. given God's Spirit from the very beginning at his baptism. The Spirit of God descends on him like a dove at the okay. baptism scene yeah. in the early chapters of the Gospels. And then as Jesus continues to live and to teach, mm. he's dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Just kind of yeah. read through the Gospels and notice yeah. how many times the Holy Spirit and Jesus are like side by totally. side. He lives a Spirit-filled, dependent life. Yep. Then as he comes to more or less the end of his earthly ministry, yeah. he tells his followers that one really soon I'm going to give you the gift of the helper, the Holy Spirit. Got it. And the role of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14 and 15 is to point people primarily point to, people Jesus. To, to Jesus, yeah. right? And that's the Spirit's role in this. Yeah. As Jesus ascends back to the Father in the early chapters, well, the end of Luke and the beginning of, of Acts, yeah. we have this beautiful scene at Pentecost where the yeah. Spirit is given, comes, upon, them, comes yeah. upon God's people in fulfillment. It's quoted from Joel chapter 2 yeah. and Acts chapter 2. And you have really the birth of the church okay. as a community that's formed and empowered and gifted by the Spirit. And then through that empowerment, individuals within the church yes. are given gifts. Giving gifts. And, and there's a number of different gift lists out there. For sure, yes. I know Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, right, that uh, the gifts are given for the common good. Yes, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Yes, yeah. for sure. And then at, at the same time, it seems like simple in one sense, but we're talking yeah. about the gifts of the Spirit. And it's important to recognize these are gifts, yeah. right? They're not just like, That's good. I'm going to take them for myself or I decide mm. for myself what these things are. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 12, 11 says... All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions or gives hmm. to each one as he the Spirit wills. So this is a prerogative or determinative by the Spirit of God okay. himself. I also was thinking of uh, Ephesians 2.10. Yeah. You know, for we are his workmanship or living poems, for right? sure. poema, created in Jesus Christ for good works to do stuff, yeah. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And there's this sense... And this is sort of the intermingling of story and role, yes. but that God formed us to do something. Yes. That we actually have a role to make, and this starts to intersect with the gifts he gives us. Exactly. And you mentioned this briefly a moment ago, but there are kind of four-ish main passages in the New Testament yeah. that speak to or have like a list per se of spiritual gifts. I okay. think we're both on the same page as far as these aren't exhaustive. As yeah, far which is kind of helpful because I think sometimes we go through those lists and we're like, uh, I'm not sure my gift is there. It's on this, yeah. Yeah, but these are not meant to be exhaustive, exhaustive. lists. I think most scholars agree with that. Agree with and that. And the main reason because you look at these passages, so 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, 1 Peter 4, yeah. and Ephesians 4. There's some diversity. There's diversity and variety there, yeah. so they can't all be exhaustive. Totally. And it seems like you can also have a gift mix. Exactly, yes. So it's not like you're just one thing. One thing. You can have more than one. And then again, it's meant to be applied in a context. In a context. Particular so place. at a local church. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And this is important because there is this uh, really important, I think, understanding to talk about with the spiritual gifts is that they're meant to not just be like this individual thing. Mm. They're meant to be used, as you're saying, within a particular context, within the life and the, the, the flow yeah. of a local gathering or of a local church community life. Yeah. And that they're meant to be, we mentioned this 1 Corinthians 12, for the common good. That's There's good. this almost kind of outward sense or this yeah. outward service, if you will, of how the gifts are to be used and appropriated for God's people. I remember thinking about this personally, trying to wonder like, so how do I know if it's a spiritual gift yeah. versus just like 
something God, like something God gave me. Right. And I remember reading this line, like grace builds on nature for sure that God formed me totally. And then he can also give a gift that's in line with how he formed me and designed me. Exactly. I think this is, it's crucial that I think we bring this up because oftentimes we have like this, I don't know if like false dichotomy is too strong of a phrase, but this idea where, oh, there's these like quote natural things. And then there's like these supernatural things over here. And that's what the stuff in the spirit is over here. But oftentimes, and I think this is kind of how it often plays out biblically too, is that the difference between a natural talent and a spiritual gift is that a spiritual gift is simply God connecting the gifting and how he's wired us and how he's made us to the mission of Jesus. Hmm. And then he's taking us, like talking about our story, yeah. how he's formed us, shaped us, wired us, given us passions and desires to be used in connection with yeah. the Spirit's mission to glorify Jesus and point people to him. That's good. And so as you're sort of thinking about this, where, where do you connect with it? Yeah, I think for me, thinking about, again, kind of intersects with my yeah, own yeah. story. But re- remembering those times where, and even still, like, how has God wired me? How has God yeah. made me? What's my role, you yeah. know, in the life of the church? And how is God continuing to shape and form me? Is there's a couple ways to kind of think about this, yeah. right? Specifically, the spiritual gifts. There's that. It's a it's a constant question. I think really we all should be asking from time yeah, to time. Totally. How has the Spirit gifted me to serve not just myself but for the common good of my yeah. brothers and sisters? So I think just asking that question That's periodically fair. is important. But also just taking time to reflect back on, mm. like I mentioned, my own past yeah. and recognizing how God brought that awareness over time. Mm. And it was a process. Now, what I'm trying to allude to a little bit here is that I didn't just like sit down, take a computer test like, and out popped like my answer. Yeah. I remember I asked a, a mentor once for like, hey, can you help me discern my spiritual gifts? He gave yeah. me a link, gave me 10 bucks and it's like, here you go. Totally, yeah. He gave it to me. And he's like, done. Done. It's like, <laughs> there's probably That's not more. very satisfying. Yeah, totally. There's hopefully more to that, right? Yeah. And again, the spiritual gift tests that are kind of all out there on the internet, yeah. there's some great ones. They have their place. They can yeah. be really helpful as, I think, a good starting yeah. point. I think we've totally. talked about this a little bit. But I think what's really important is that as I've tried to develop and yeah. grow is to actually begin to like try stuff, yeah. to serve, experiment. experiment. Yeah. Where has God given me passion, desire? Where is there opportunity and need? Yeah. And where, what are other people saying about how I'm serving yeah. and how God is using me? Is there encouragement or maybe some pushback or correction? Yeah, that's good. And using all that to be like a filter or a grid yeah. to help that discernment process continue that's to good. grow. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, I relate to there being both an internal and an external yeah. process. For sure. Of discernment, yeah. right? Like part of this is maybe you take a test, you talk to people, you look back on your own story and say, where were those moments where people gave me a lot of feedback? Yeah. And it was kind of effortless. For sure. Like I was doing all this stuff and people are like, oh man, that was awesome. And you're like, well, it was just, it brought me joy. Yeah. And I kind of liked it. Like that should be a signal. Pay attention to when those moments when those were moments in your are. story. And then also like the external component is you have to try and experiment. For and sure. as you do, actually you refine that gift. For sure, yeah. Um, and so I, th- I think there's the internal and the external. And then also this sense of where do, have you gotten feedback yes. or other people have identified fruit and you can say, yeah, it seems like God's doing something For when sure. I'm doing this. Yes, totally. And I think I'd also even say to that is that as we are living life in community and observing other people serve yeah. God and step out, it becomes really important to be a community that encourages, really affirms, good. provides correction yeah. or feedback in a healthy way so that we're helping each other that's good. find our, our gifting like and how God has wired us, yeah, for sure. That's cool. So maybe a few things. One is if, you, if you've never taken a test, go for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, read those passages yes. in the scripture. I think that's on the PDF. Yeah, the for handout. sure. 
Um, but also then, based on that, try some stuff. For sure, yeah. See what brings you joy. Look back at your story and get a sense of, man, were there a few points where it's like, man, I really was alive. For then. sure, yeah. And yeah. it's the conviction that we have that each of us have been gifted by the Spirit yeah. for the common good, for yeah. the unity and building up of the church, which yeah. requires that we participate. Yeah. And we're not just like required in this drudgery sense, yeah, but good. invited to participate in God's yeah. story. And I think the other thing would be, it's always a gift mix yes, and yes, there's always yes. a local context. So it might be going from one church to another that a different gift of yes. yours actually comes to the service is more helpful given the contextual needs of that body. Of that body, for sure. Right. Yeah, that's Sounds awesome. Sounds good, man. Cool.